This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, December the 21st, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Wednesday, December the 21st. In just a few days till Christmas. Welcome, everybody. We thank you so much for joining us today. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, and it's easy. It's giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy is here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Feel free to check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's as easy as point and click. Peruse all of the products that you can buy and then get the news to disturb the comfortable. But we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you every day by the Patriot Trading Group, and it's CEO and owner. He grinds it out daily to make sure you're in the know and then delivers economics with attitude. Hump day, Joe. How are you, man? Just a few more days. Just a few more days. I mean, it's all you. You done chopping? Have you got it done? I, I don't know. You don't chop. I buy my I buy my wife a couple things, but she pretty much takes care of the kids and family and all that. I really, I'm so selfish. If I see something for me, essentially, you have no idea if you're done or not. I I don't. I don't don't know. know. I don't know if we're done or not. I know this. I get to load up the car and drive to Idaho. And man, I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to it. But I hear the weather's going to be at least. you know, it's manageable. all about that, right? As long as you don't get a, a big snowstorm or something like that. Coming home last year was tough. Not, was not fun. Man, it was a blizzard. A couple of couple stretches in Utah were just an absolute blizzard. And, of course, you live here now, so we have no idea how to handle it. You know, it and is I, true. And i got to I mean, be honest. It, it, I, it, it is amazing. I'm not a good driver either. I have to be honest with that. We're two peas of the pie. I'm, I'm well and long since admitted I may be one of the worst drivers of all time. But when you once you live in a place like Arizona, you are never you're ruined. You can't handle any type of inclement weather whatsoever. Well, I, so much so that when like we go to Idaho and and uh, my parents, my 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 parents, my my father and mother in law where we stay. They live about 18 miles out of the little city of Rupert, uh, farming area. They're by the Snake River. So when we go into town for, like, Christmas Eve church service or to go visit my family or to go visit somebody, I won't drive. I'll have one of my actual relatives that live yeah, there. Don't do that. I'm just here to tell you, you have, that's a skill. I don't have it anymore. It's gone. gone. Yeah. It's not like riding a bike. I have been in Arizona since 2000. And I, you know what? They can have that inclement weather. There's they a reason you live here. Yes, you absolutely. Well, uh, uh, just as a reminder, so we we're we're kind of in holiday. Not kind of. We're in holiday mode. <laughs> we're we're leaving early. We'll probably be here until about three o'clock or so today. One more show tomorrow. Uh, won't be in the building afternoon tomorrow. Uh, but the website is up. You can order all Christmas holiday long, New Year's holiday, whether we're open or not. 
uh, you're going to be able to order at allamericangold.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, but Thursday will be the last show. Then we are closed uh, Friday and Monday because this is how you get it done in America. We can't uh, close for an entire week, but we'll we'll add uh, a Friday and a Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, and I don't even know. I haven't even gotten that far ahead. My guess is we'll work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then probably be off Friday and Monday again. That That would be... In my mind, anyway, the most likely scenario. Uh, but but I'll keep you posted as we get closer. So we got one more show uh, today. Remember this, though. If you do miss our voices, and you just have to have a cup of Joe, have a cup of the double and that information. Go out to the website and click on the podcast. Listen to one of the shows. Just a great opportunity if you miss catch up. Yeah, that's right. And that's if you go simple. out there, uh, join us on SoundCloud. You can do that at the website as well at allamericangold.com. Really interesting news out of Italy last night. The oldest bank in the world still in existence, uh, Monte Depeche. They've been, you know, and of course, as you know, if you listen to the show, they're, they're in trouble. They have... Uh, all this bad debt and all of these things, and they announced uh, while we were asleep. Hey, you know how we said that we had at least 11 more months before we'd run out of money? Oh, no. Well, we're going to tell you that we think we maybe we got three or four. So if they're saying three or four, they're, sa- they're out of money. Wow, kind of sounds like the United States uh, debt clock. It wasn't supposed to hit twenty trillion till next but, year, but we're well on our way. But yeah, right, right. We're only—I don't even know. I think it's seven billion away now. I mean, things just. But yeah, so just imagine if you were in Italy, which is not a some third world. We're talking about Italy here, right? We're talking, you know, Christopher Columbus. Of course, he did it for the Spanish, but the Italian who did not actually discover discover America, but nonetheless, we're not going to get into history lessons, is getting ready to go under. You, you know, you imagine the Italian citizens. i got to believe anybody who's got money in that bank is there today. If they'll even let them take it out, I don't know that they would. My guess is they'll probably say, nah, nah, you can't do that. You know, these capital controls... Yes, it's your money, but it's really not your money. Uh, the Italian apartment. Now, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be one of the new tests for the bail-in of the banks. Of course, the Italians don't want the bail-in, right? They want the government to pay for it. The Eurozone says not so fast. Either way. Someone's going to pay for it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. This break can't come soon enough. I am so sick of you and Wendy. I, I mean, seriously, I need a break from Hurt, both of you. Hurtful work. Gosh, we just love being with you. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't, I don't get it. It's we ridiculous really during it. the break what these two are doing. It, it really is. We're so mean. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what? Go. Just go. Gosh. So, you know what? What would happen? I've got a great question for you. 
what would happen? You know, if you went in to a bank and you robbed them, you probably would get, I don't know, maybe if you're lucky, $1,000, you know. Right. Right, you get caught, you'd go to jail, right? Okay. If you scammed some, I'll give you a better example. If you gave me money and I did not give you the product, right, you could come after me. Legal, yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. Right, and I'd get in trouble, and I'd get you know, I'd go to jail. But these same rules don't apply to all of these. Well, I guess I'll call multinational banks, and really, what they really, you know, as we, I like to refer as the pinstripe bandits. Yeah, they they kind of have diplomatic immunity, man. You just can't. They them. just continually rip us off. And then they, you know what, and, and here's the funny part. They keep getting the noose tighter and tighter around us. Hey, we're, we're not going to stay, we're not going to make a big deal of this, but when things get bad, we're not going to let you take your money out. We give you bad advice, and, and, and you didn't have it out when, when you should have. Well, too bad for you. Goldman sucks. They're the latest. They're going to pay... A hundred and twenty million dollars. A hundred and twenty million dollars for manipulating and false reporting of swap rates. And for those of you that don't quite know what that means, is they lied to their customers so they could make extra money. You know, and you think about how many executives from Goldman Sachs are now in the government and at the Federal Reserve. Right? There's just, it's littered. It's, it's almost like a, a prerequisite. And, and you're sitting there and you're asking yourself, really, no one knew, right? All the big cheese over at Goldman Sachs didn't know they were doing this. Right? It was just this rogue guy. <laughs> it was just this, this one guy. You know, he, he was rogue. He was doing... We would never tolerate this. And you think about how... I don't even know... How many years would this have to go on to pay $120 million? My guess is, here's the sad part is, is they probably made $20 billion doing this. Pay a $120 million fine, but don't worry about the fine. I'm sure they'll be able to write that that off on their, their taxes. You know, that's probably part of the course. They probably, once in a while, just turn themselves in. You know what? We need a write-off. <laughs> We we need a write off. We're going to turn ourselves in. A hundred and twenty million dollar fine. No one's going to go to jail. No one's getting in any trouble. And you think about who it is that they continually rip off. And it happens over and over and over, week after week, month after. There's not. I don't think there's a week that goes by 
where somebody isn't paying a fine for, for essentially the same stuff, which is screwing over the customer so we can pad our own our own what? Our own pocketbook. So we can beat the street by a penny. It's just amazing to me. It's not even new. You know what the funny thing is 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 there's uh one of the websites I go to, it just has this like little news tracker on it. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like one of the main headlines. Cause that's not news to them. Ah oh, yeah, we paid another fine. Yeah, we'll we'll put a little blip on the thing here, but if you didn't look at it at 11, uh, what time did that come over? At 11.12 Eastern Standard Time. And by the way, that was, what, eight minutes ago. Right now, if I went out to that page now, I can't see that. It's not there. That's how quickly you have to be to pay attention because they don't want you to know. They don't want to, oh, yeah, we just paid, paid another fine. Don't worry about it. It wasn't you we ripped off. We ripped off some other guy. <laughs> we ripped off some other guy, so don't worry about it. Speaking of being ripped off, you know, I, I, I kind of made fun at Janet Yellen yesterday. She was giving that college commencement speech. Right, she's trying to act like it was her doing. Oh, I've created you guys the best job market in ten years. Yep, you can get a part-time job anytime you want now, as long as you got that degree. Something incredible. If something went up five hundred percent since the millennial rolled over so since 2000 that would probably be news wouldn't it you think it would be 500 percent sure the federal government is increasingly taking money out of american social security checks to recover (laughs) millions and billions in unpaid student debt a trend that is accelerating and more as more and more baby boomers retire. Now think about this. Now she just went out and told everybody, hey, if you don't have a degree, well, then it's not my fault. If you don't have a degree and you don't have a job, don't blame me. If you do have a degree, I'm telling you right now, jobs, there's all kinds of jobs. You can you can drive for Uber. Oh, well, you know what? You may not be able to drive for them much longer. You see, uh, apparently Uber doesn't make any money. Well, most companies, when did they go public? We know that driving for Uber, you don't make any money as a driver. But apparently today we found out, hey, Uber doesn't make make any money. The government has collected $1.1 billion dollars from Social Security recipients to go toward unpaid student loans just since 2001. Last year, they correct, collected a record $171 million out of old people's Social Security checks. 
According to the Government Accountability Office, the most affected uh, recipients for fiscal year 2015, 114,000 people, by the way, were age 50 or older, and most of these people were what, 62 and older? And they said that the typical borrower was losing about $140 a month. Says that the uh, report highlights the sharp growth in baby boomers entering retirement with student debt. (laughs) And I don't mean to laugh. I I want to run something by you. Sure. This is a recent conversation with a millennial uh, XY generation, somewhere in the, I'm talking, you're in your 30s, you're 25 to 40. Let's just say that. Heard somebody say that my parents live better with a high school diploma than I do with a four-year degree. Absolutely true. Of the three million available jobs today, less than 20% of them, less than 20% require a degree. We are lending money we don't have to kids who can't pay it back to to train them for jobs that no longer exist. So what you're saying is Janet Yellen's little speech the other day about you have to have this degree when it actually comes to the three million jobs that are quote-unquote available. Available. Less than 20% of them actually require a degree. That's a fact. Because you fact. know why most of the jobs are? Courtesy clerk, cashier, right? Maybe deli counter work, hey, somebody, uh, drive somebody's for gotta be Uber. A somebody's got to be a ditch digger. Right. Somebody's wash wash the dishes, wait the table. Somebody's got to do that. Clean the hotel room. Listen to the numbers, though. This is, you know, this is another one. We haven't even talked about this one yet. So they're talking about how bad it's getting. They say that 7 million Americans age 50 and older owe $205 billion in student debt last year alone. About one in three were in default. (laughs) I mean, they're all over 50. How can they not all be in default? Raising the likelihood that garnishments will increase as more boomers retire. This is simply the tip of the iceberg, Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri said. The report showed that garnishments left thousands with Social Security checks below the poverty line. Of course, who are the ones that don't pay it back? The mega-rich people or the poor people? 
Right? I mean, because let's face it, most people, and I believe this to be true, and maybe I'm just, you know, one of those hopeless romantics, that most people would pay back the money that they borrowed if they actually had the money. Right? I mean, am I wrong here? Well, uh, well, you you sound like you're making it sound like unless you file bankruptcy, you have an option. You don't. You can't file bankruptcy on student debt. Oh, that's right. Okay, you so you can't get rid of it. Okay, you can file bankruptcy twenty six times. You still got to pay this. I know this that uh, um, when it comes to student loan debt, if you don't pay it, they'll make you pay it. Right? They will garnish your wages. They'll garnish your wages. They'll garnish your Social Security They'll check. garnish your salad. But I'm here to tell you, they're getting that money back. Well... I don't know if they're going to get it back. Now, you made a great question. Do the rich people pay theirs back? Did they ever get a loan in the first place? Is there something that rich people know that the middle class and poor people don't know about student loans and loans? And how to manipulate you know them on taxes and paying them back? Yeah, I don't think there is. I really don't think there's a way around it. And you just start, you know, it's just one more thing. You know, you look at the numbers, 3 million jobs are open. Less than 20% of them require a college degree. And yet we turn college into this unaffordable nightmare. But don't worry because, hey, we're from the government, we're here to help, and, and we'll just lend you the money. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Wednesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Mrs. Schlafly in 1972 to preserve the family and represent a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is one of the many federal agencies that advance the liberal agenda through what is called the administrative state. Obscure bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. wield enormous authority over how business is conducted throughout our nation. These agencies have an alphabet soup of names that include the EPA, IRS, and HHS, and the regulatory decisions they make cost free enterprise trillions of dollars. The single biggest obstacle to the free market is the suffocating effect of these endless regulations. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB for short, has forced American financial companies to pay $11 billion since the agency was founded a mere five years ago. The horrendous Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act created this new agency to be independent of control by the president, which means that this agency has virtually no political accountability to the public. This new federal agency was the liberal idea of Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts for the supposed purpose of protecting the public against fraud by financial companies. But in reality, this agency slaps private companies with massive fines without any congressional or presidential approval. For example, in September, the CFPB imposed a $100 million fine on Wells Fargo Bank, which Wells Fargo must pay into an account controlled by the federal agency. The company may now feel compelled to increase its charges to the public in order to offset the impact of this massive fine. 
As this new federal agency runs amok, Congress has proposed legislation to rein it in, but Democrats in the Senate have blocked real reforms. In October, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit declared the structure of this new federal agency to be unconstitutional because the law prevented its director from ever being supervised or fired by the president. The court, however, failed to go one step further to force this power-grabbing agency to disband. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At EagleForum.org, join the blog conversation and share a firsthand story of government interfering with your business or any ideas on how to stand against socialism. That's EagleForum.org. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Not a lot going on today. Uh, gold's unchanged, $1,132. Uh, silver's down uh, $0.10 at $1,595. Uh, silver came all the way back yesterday. Uh, was uh, was down uh, early in the morning, came all the way back. Um, and is sitting right now, like I said, at, at $15.95. I'm going to give you another phrase. Things that you're going to need to remember. This is starting to turn into another one of those things, kind of like the ending of fiat money, the ending of cash. Remember, I, I started telling you about it. Look how fast it's going. Did you see now Australia is getting ready to outlaw the $100 bill? It's in the news. Right? It's there. You know, it, it, you, you, you just start thinking about how quickly some of this stuff happens. Are we going to get ready to change the Constitution to life, liberty, the pursuit of of happiness, oh, and a universal basic income of $2,000 a month. Because this is what I continue to see. According to the latest survey released today said that 46% of Americans support the idea of a universal basic income through which the government gives a cash handout to any resident irrespective of employment status. Oh, you're in America today? Here's $2,000. Thank you very much. How are we going to pay for that? Who cares? But I'm going to tell you, this is, here's why, you know why this is being talked about? Contrary to Janet yelling, bragging about some great job market that doesn't exist and the best one in 10 years, let's just do this. Let's just go with her premise. This is the best jobs market in 10 years. It's terrible. Those of you with college-age kids, you already know this. 
those of you who are fortunate enough, like, oh, man, man, my kid got a job, but at least something somewhat decent. A lot of them can't afford to move out of my house because, well, they've got a student loan debt, they got credit card debt, they got automobile debt, right? They got to have health insurance and this and that. But this is what happens because you start thinking about the 95 million Americans who don't work, that the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, the Labor Department, they don't count them in the unemployment report. How are they getting by? What are they doing? How are they paying for things? Now, some of them are housewives or house husbands now, right? Absolutely. Some of them, not very many. I'll tell you, you know what? I think about when I was growing up, okay? I lived right off of, for those of you who have ever been in upstate New York, I lived off of Seneca Turnpike right near Clark's Reservation, up on top of a, we called it the cliff. And there was a a little development. And there couldn't have been, I don't know, 30, 40 homes total in the whole little development there. And I just start going down the street, right? And all of the people that lived in our street while I was growing up. And you know what was funny was the oddball was the, oh, wait, mom and dad both work at that house. They were the odd man out. They, 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 were, they were the odd man out. Right. They were the, the, they were the minority. You know what? They were probably judged for it. I did. Oh, your mom has to work? Oh, you guys are poor. Yeah, you're poorer than us because your mommy has to work. Mine doesn't. See, and then you had the family like mine where my not only did my parents work, but my mom worked swing shifts. So she'd leave for work at 2.30 in the afternoon and work at, worked until the graveyard, graveyard shift happened. You know, uh, the, the potato factories over there had the day swing graves. So, so, so now, okay, fast forward to me, to Homer. And you go, and, and I lived, and most of you know this, by my, we bought our first home and our second home in Anthem, right? Big master plan community here in town. And you know what was funny is this is just, I guess, one generation later. Not even a generation, right? It's just, I mean... Right, my parents were in their late 20s, early 30s when I lived in that house in Syracuse. I was in my late 20s, early 30s when I lived in the, my, my first home. And the vast minority was the mom that didn't work or the dad that didn't work. And I and I think about my, the whole... This, now, I lived in a place there were 30,000 homes, but let's just take the street I lived on. Everybody there, both parents worked. And you know what? 
60%, maybe 65% of the people on my street lost their home. Man, that's a high number. Right? And you know it. You know those neighbors. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, we were in the same neighborhood. We're right. And you start really thinking about uh, the, the problem really facing this country. And this best jobs market in 10 years, and now we've got to take and start talking about a universal basic income. It's coming. The concept of a floor on income is generally acceptable and popular with voters. And this is a solid first step, wrote Misha Shalom, founder of the startup training company Tradecraft and a signatory of the Economic Security Project, which is a newly found research organization dedicated to the universal basic income. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. We're going to try to get economic prosperity through a printing press. This is happening. Finland has announced that it is going to run the first UBI program with two thousand randomly selected individuals according and let me break down the numbers of the people that were surveyed 24 percent were over 65 31 percent under 40 16 percent in their 40s 25 percent 50 to 64. They said that the survey commissioned uh, has, uh, who was it? Where did he go? Oh, Elon Musk, right? Tesla. Elon Musk, founder of SpaceX and Tesla, said that uh, that he considers the universal income or universal basic income to be a nearly foregone conclusion. There is a pretty good chance we'll end up with universal basic income or something like that due to automation. In other words, hey, we don't need people to do the jobs anymore. Right? <laughs> so we got to do something for them. It said the the respondents were told that a cash handout of five to five hundred to two thousand dollars a month would not be tied to having a job and could be used on whatever the recipient wanted and it would be paid for with tax money. And I just love that part. Somehow, oh yeah, oh yeah, tax for sure, yeah. You mean I, you know, I don't pay taxes, so why not? 
said that three-quarters of the survey respondents initially knew either nothing or just a little bit about universal basic income. And this is how it starts. And, of course, as you read the slant of this article, you can tell they're like, oh, yeah, this is a good thing. Look at Elon Musk says so. So if he says so, I mean, you know, he's one of the smartest guys around, so it must be. How are we going to have this prosperity that they keep talking about? Is this going to have your stock portfolio? This is how this is what it's going to be based on. Hey, we're just going to start handing out money. Well, you remember what Ben Bernanke said? You know what? And I guess here's the thing that really gets me the most is these people already know. Right? I'm out here and I'm trying to put the puzzle together, right? To try to to try to get, you know, to some semblance of what's going to happen so I can keep you guys educated and informed. And then I, and I'm sitting there, and I just happen to look over, and I see Ben Bernanke's book sitting here in the studio. One of the big things that he, and why, you know, he, his nickname was the helicopter you know how the athletes, they got these things, you know, Dr. J and and the Iceman George Gervin, right, and all these Magic Johnson, right? His was the helicopter, right? And it wasn't because he could jump real high, right? Randy Johnson, right? He was the, the big unit. Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. The reason he was known as the helicopter is because in his studies, in his academia, in his researching of all of this data, Ben Bernanke says, hey, we just need to start handing out the money. If we need to, we can drop helicopters full of money. And really what he was saying was we are going to get to that point. And this is why, you know, when we sit here and, and, and people talk about deflation and inflation, or I never worry about deflation. I don't. Stagflation and inflation, absolutely like these guys, some of you uh, talk about uh, Dent, Harry Dent, and his little predictions and all this stuff. And, and, of course, those of you that I've talked to, I tell you, this guy doesn't, you know, his research is terrible and doesn't know what he's talking about. Because these bankers will drop money out of helicopters, and this is part of it. Hey, there's 95 million Americans without a job. And you go to the same, listen, it's the same thing in Germany, in France, in Italy, in Great Britain, in Japan, right? It's the same thing. Let's start getting people on board. We're just sending everybody a check. And as long as you don't riot, 
right? We'll electronically put the money in the, we'll give you some electronic credit for being a good sport. And then you start thinking about the premise of why we would, why if this was such the, the greatest country on earth? You know what? Get to go to college, run up the debt, get the credit card debt, get the student loan debt, get the the car debt, the auto debt, the housing debt. Don't worry. We'll just send you a check. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Gets you the whole set. 
and you'll get dates from the 1870s, the 1880s, the 1890s, and, of course, a couple of the dates in the 1900s, uh, 800 uh, like I said, we're going to close early today. We're closing really early tomorrow, and then the offices will be closed all the way until uh, next Tuesday uh, when we'll reopen. Uh, the online store is up. Go out there at any point in time and, and order there. Just point and click your way through uh, the orders there. And uh, I hope you all have a safe and wonderful holiday. Travel safely. Uh, watch out. If you're anywhere between here and Idaho, Homer's going to be on the road. Uh, that's always dangerous. <laughs> Buckle up. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Take care.